Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Live from Pawnee. This is kind of a special week, and as a result, we thought we'd do something a little bit special this week. And by we, I, of course, mean myself and my co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? Alan, love is in the air, and I am all a tingle with excitement for this podcast. <laughs> I, I I did get that note you sent me in advance, told me that, you know, warned me just to watch out. You were so tingly today. <laughs> All right. Either that or Constantine, you know, signed your name. I'm not sure what actually happened. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened. He has it out for me anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know about all the tingle, but I'm excited too because it's mailbag day and we're going to do a special Galentine's Day edition in honor of Galentine's Day. That's right. Most of you probably know, but our favorite female protagonist from Pawnee took it upon herself to create an alternative to Valentine's Day on the day right before it on February 13th called Galentine's Day. Of course you did. Yeah. And I mean, in a nutshell, it's a day for celebrating the love you have for your lady friends, whether they're single or not. Absolutely. In Leslie's case, she usually gathers her closest gal pals for a brunch at JJ's Diner filled with love, friendship, and waffles. And knowing Leslie, probably whipped cream too. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think the way she put it was, every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home, and we just come and kick it, breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. Ladies celebrating ladies. Oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> Alan, once once again, the mailroom here at LFP Worldwide Headquarters is chock-a-block full of letters from our viewers at home. And, you know, the content has surprised me. You wouldn't think that the viewers would be turning to us two middle-aged men for romantic advice. Well, no, Mark, but first of all, they're not viewers. And oh, second, okay. you're right. I don't think the viewers are turning to us for romantic advice or, or any other type of advice, I hope, for that matter. Yeah. Um, now, Constantine, maybe, but not us. Yeah, well, good point. You're, you're right. It, they aren't turning to us for relationship advice in the pure sense of relationship or, or, or advice. But, <laughs> but they, they have been asking about relationships as pertains to Parks and Rec. Okay, now that I can believe. Well, there, there's a decent amount of content here. And what do you think, Mark? In, in honor of Valentine's Day, should we focus on questions about Parks and Rec relationships? Well, I'm fine with that, Alan, but I, 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 uh, I think Constantine is going to be a little disappointed. You know, he's a, he's a hopeless romantic, and I think he wanted to dispense some relationship advice to a few of the viewers out there. Well, Constantine can start his own podcast then if he wants to go that route, and he might. He's pretty sharp. Yeah, he really is. Although, personally, I think he might do a little better with the, the ladies uh, if he cut back on his onion consumption. It's, it's kind of tough to overcome that. <laughs> it really is. I don't know if they make that mouthwash yet, but um, <laughs> I ran into him in the break room downstairs, uh -huh. and it's pretty potent. <laughs> All right, Mark. What do you think? Should we get started? Absolutely. I'll go first. Um, hey, Mark, why, why don't you go first? Oh, even better. I'll go first. That's All awesome. Right. All right. Let's see. How about this one? How about this one? Uh, dear Mark and Alan, what relationships on Parks and Rec are the sweetest and or the funniest? 
Well, that's a good one, Mark. Um, I'd say in the interest of clarity, are we going to look past where we are in the episode-wise in this podcast? Because I think we just recently dropped episode 15, which would be the camel. Yes, that that sounds right. Um, Well, and Alan, you know they're not viewers, but that's a good point. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, Mark, you know what? I think I'd like to. There's so much good stuff out there. I think we should kind of maybe balance this a little bit. And let's say the rules of engagement are we can talk about the rest of season two, but we're not going to talk much past that. That way we kind of avoid big spoilers, but we do get to talk a little bit past where we're at in this current season. What do you think? Okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy that. So I I guess we should probably say for the viewers at home, we got to give a little bit of a warning there. There may be a few small ish um, spoilers. So, you know, if you haven't seen the series all the way through and you're afraid of something getting spoiled, we're going to warn you turn back now. Uh, I scared myself. Yeah. Um, All right. So I, I, I think I thought it was safe. at Disneyland for a minute. I did. I know. I, I didn't know what the hell is happening. Um, so sweetest and or funniest uh, relationship. What do you think, Alan? Well, I, I mean, sometimes sweet is funny and funny is sweet. And sometimes they're two totally different things. Right. So if I think about it that way, you know, I mean, I guess we're and again, we're going to talk about season two in its totality, even though because I know coming up here very shortly with hunting trip, um, which would be our next, I think, regular episode. Um, We're going to see something happen uh, between between Andy and April and or the beginning of something. Let's say it that way. Right. And uh, for me, I I think that is definitely probably at least especially in that episode, especially if you include the deleted scenes. I think that is some of the sweetest stuff personally. May not be the funniest yet. uh, I may get there, too. But I think at this point, it is certainly some of the sweetest. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree. You know, I'm I'm kind of going down my my mental uh, list here of uh, you know some of the sweet relationships, and uh, there th- th- there's not a plethora to choose from. I mean, I, I thought about April and Johnny because uh, you know they did vacation <laughs> together, but I don't know. I, I think that the you know April and Andy probably has them beat. Um, that was that hot Latin American thing. I think that was more of a of a caliente than it was sweet. Riba. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I think I'd agree with that. The only other one that I think could maybe uh, vie for uh, competition there is uh, th- there are some really sweet moments between Leslie and uh, and Officer Dave. You know, I think that Good he point. kind of he kind of comes across with a very uh, aw shucks, you know, uh, and you know, not uh, you know, he's not aggressive. He's just kind of low key. He's he's not nearly as smart as Leslie is, as I think we've proven, but he's, he has a good heart. And so I, I think that we've seen a lot of nice moments from him funny as well, but yeah, um, that's true. I think, you know what? I, I think I have to agree with you. If I had to pick, you know, as far as the relationships through the end of uh, season two, I think the April Andy one is, is probably going to take top place for, for sweetest. Now, what do you think about funniest? Um, you know, I think, Andy and Anne was pretty funny at times. It, it, it was it was definitely cringy also because we were both annoyed with how what a man child Andy was being, especially in the beginning. And you know, Anne was really kind of going out of her way to to be the adult, and so he didn't have to be. <laughs> but right. um, there were still some funny moments there. I, I think you know, um, you know, again, Leslie and Officer Dave. Um, 
<laughs> Leslie and uh, who was the gentleman from Eagleton who might have better as well been her grandfather? Oh, uh, George Gernway. Yeah, George Gernway. <laughs> uh, chicken, 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 chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, that was. But um, I, I think generally, and again, I, I got I to gotta kind of extend my brain a little bit here and remember what's going to happen here shortly in season two, but not go too far, right? Right, right. Because um, we're going to introduce some new characters by the end of the season. They're going to be super important to the rest of the run. And so that's so going to set up other possibilities. You know, Alan, just for clarity. So there are... Um, <clears throat> going to be some additional uh, characters uh, showing up in season three. And so if they actually were to... end of season two, is that right? Yeah. They get oh, introduced right. at the end of season two. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, but, but nothing, uh, they haven't been no. here long enough for anything to happen yeah. to stuff there. So they're okay, not even so all that likable, except maybe one of them. So, so, so we, we're not going to include them in our potential list is what we're saying. Not really. Cause again, I don't think there's any relationship material in what's left and there's brief, brief stint at the end of season two. I mean, that's a good point. So if we think about the rest of our questions and kind of wrap this one up, I mean, we just don't have a lot to choose from. I mean, Leslie had a, a single date uh, with, with Mr. Gernway. Mm -hmm. She had uh, you know, pretty much a single short, history event with mark once upon right. a time six years ago right which was clearly more memorable to her than it was the mark they've established yeah. that yikes yeah uh you know and, and the biggest most real relationship we've seen leslie have at this point is with officer dave yeah i mean that's just leslie of course but you know then if you look you know april and and uh and Andy are going to happen, like we've kind of referred to. Anne and Andy have already happened, and it's pretty much over. Uh, there were the penguins. That was kind of sweet. Um, <laughs> can we count them? <laughs> That's, uh, you know, they are cute, damn it. Yeah, I, I think we should. I don't know. I, you know, I, I think we we told, we said what we thought about sweetest for funniest. I'd say there there's one of the three possibilities here. We either got to go with April and Andy again. Yeah, because they're pretty darn funny. They are. Um, Leslie and Officer Dave, I feel like, have had some pretty darn funny moments. Um, and <laughs> as odd as this is going to sound, uh, I'm going to have a vote for Ron and Tammy. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, on the funny side, for sure. Definitely it's, not the sweet side. No, 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 no. Because who set the bed on fire? I did. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you want to hear? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so freaking funny. I mean, I guess you could, you know, a, a relationship is a, um, it can mean different thing to different people, right? We're assuming a romantic relationship. I right. mean, you know, there are friendships, right? Those are relationships as well. Absolutely. They can be sweet. I think the relationship, relationship between um, Leslie and Anne is very sweet, you know? Yes, it is. That's a great point. It's I a agree. great friendship. So I'll, I'll throw it in the sweet bucket for sure. I don't yeah. think they have to be just romantic relationships. Well, and, and you know what? If, if you, I think if we were either in season one or the beginning of season two, I think I'd be a little bit more hesitant to inviting that in for the, the sweet relationship contender. But especially like during the last, um, I don't know, three or four episodes. It really seems like Anne has been Leslie's BFF in every sense. And yeah. I think she owns it. You know what I mean? So I think it really is is developing into something sweet. 
yeah, I mean, they, they started off that, you know, they weren't sure about each other, you know, um, and liked Leslie, but thought she was kind of, kind of kooky, you know, and Leslie liked Ian immediately, but wasn't sure about her, you know, didn't immediately think of her as a best friend. Right. Um, that kind of grew organically. And now I think at this point, the, 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 the B is starting to enter into the BFF, right? Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, all right, Mark, you know what? I'm going to pick another question. This one's kind of similar, but a little different. I kind of like this angle. Okay. Dear Mark and Alan, what relationships on Parks and Rec are the most dysfunctional and or the biggest mistake? <laughs> oh, man, that's that's like thinking between your children. And I don't know about you, but I know my children get grumpy when I do that, especially, <laughs> especially the one I don't like. <laughs> I'm going to tell them you said that. No, no, no. Well, be that as it may, Mark, I, I think we're we're here to tackle tough questions, right? We are, yeah. So, <laughs> so what are your thoughts? Well, you know, just because I, I mentioned them before briefly, I mean, when you when you say I can't even say the word dysfunction <clears throat> without images of Ron and Tammy screaming yeah. at each other, yeah. just rocketing to mind. So, I mean, I think if you open the encyclopedia, there's a picture of them mounting each other on the table. At the diner. Yeah. 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 And maybe while simultaneously one of them trying to set that table on fire, <laughs> you know, they are crazy when they're together. They really are. Um, so that's, you know, that that's such <laughs> a strong contender. I, I, I think the only other one I can think of, I think would be Ann and Andy, just because there's, there, there's some bad stuff going on there. Yeah. So, well, you know, know. What do you think? Well, and again, I, I think we talked about this when we broke down some of those earlier episodes. You know, in, if you include the deleted scenes, which, of course, we know, according to Mark, are not canon. <laughs> Look, my hands are tied. I've checked the rules. I don't know. Um, they, they, in one of the deleted scenes, I believe they actually established that they might have been together as long as three or four years. Like, yeah, it was a long true. period of time. I think that may have ended up as a deleted scene because they kind of wanted to walk away from that. Yeah. And maybe painted as a slightly less long-term relationship. So to give credence to the the plausibility of of you know how did Ron measure uh, them? Did because he scored Anne right and and Andy and oh yeah was right that on his scale where on Steffi his Aphrodite Graf scale a, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 okay <clears throat> and Steffi Graf was a ten. <laughs> but let's just say that Anne easily outscores Andy right. So the plausibility of her putting up with his shenanigans for three years to the extent that we see them in the opening scene or the opening episodes of this series doesn't seem likely to me. Right. Um, so, so I'm going to say that's maybe that's what they're, you know, a year, year and a half. I'm going to think it's something like that. Yeah, Cause that's about where someone should hit their limits with his kind of crazy behavior. I think in this case, it, it qualifies for this question, right. As far as I don't know if dysfunctional is the right word, but it's not, it's not the right relationship. No, Andy's you know about what? to figure that out for himself and already knows it. Right. I though you know what? I, I no, I'll 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 back your play here. I think it was dysfunctional. And it also it also occurs to me that um, you know, despite whatever scoring may have been done by by the swan man, um, I gotta say, you know, if you left the scoring up to Donna. Oh, that's true. She pick Andy. Neil, why don't you just turn around a little bit and let's just see what's uh, what going on there? So you know, uh, one man's uh, Andy is another man's garbage. I don't know how that saying goes. <laughs> it's something like that. It's it's something like that. <clears throat> I don't I don't know as, as far as um, I, I'm trying to think if there's any other you know dysfunctional 
relationships. I mean, I'm on. I, are, I was, are we going past romance again here? Are we talking friendships as well? Sure. Or yeah. Family I mean, relationships. Yeah. What you got? I think that's fair. Fair game. I got Leslie and her mom, right? Oh, I mean, it's hard not to bring that back up again. Oh. We've established how much we like Pamela Reed as an actress, amazing actress. And we love the character to some extent and certain aspects of Marlene Griggs Nope. But, you know, she's not the the mom, at the least the way she's portrayed in a few of the episodes, although it's very funny. Yeah. You know, if you take away the funny part of it, she she's not really the mom Leslie deserves at times. No, so. I'm 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 mad because I didn't <laughs> think of that. No, you jumped on that fumble before I could. That's a great one. Um, no, I, I really like that. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Tom and any of the ladies at the glitter factory, but <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe not a relationship. Um, well, Tom and Wendy, right? I mean, there you go. I mean, this, this green card marriage that we've now learned, right? Right. Uh, yes. Have we learned that? Yeah. Yes, we've learned we that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know so that. We know that. We, the viewers. We, the viewers. Yes. Now, we haven't seen the end of that storyline, I guess, that's about to come up here shortly. Correct. But we know it's on track. To, it's been announced or it's been said behind the scenes that it was a green card marriage. And, and you know, I, I, won't, I, I, I won't spoil it. I think Ron's even been invited to their divorce party, so to speak. I think that yeah, that's it, right. You know? That's right. So, they have so said it's as much. kind of sort of a, a common knowledge for those who yeah. were aware of it in the first place, which includes us, the viewers. It does, and and in our rule set today, it's going to run its course here in season two. So, so I I think again. I don't know if it's dysfunctional and, and maybe that is a sweet thing that Tom did for Wendy, right? I mean, I think that's true. You know, he really helped her out by helping her stay in the country. Um, unfortunately, I think he kind of fell for her and uh, which is the sad part, maybe then kind of tilts it now into the dysfunction side, but you definitely yeah. feel, you feel bad for him at some point once he, I think he, he realizes that he, I don't think he's known this whole time, but events are about to lead him to that realization that, you know, he really did like Wendy. Yeah. 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 That, that's a good point. The only other one I can think of that, I don't know if it's dysfunctional or not, but you know, Alan, the thing about the youth culture is I don't understand it. Oh my God. So, I was going to bring this one up. The thruple. You're all over it. The thruple. Yeah. 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 The April Derek Ben. Uh, I think I tried to come up with a nickname of Ben April. It, it, it didn't work. Uh, it, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Um, but uh, so, I, but you know what? I, I guess if, if all three of those nutty utes, uh, youths, excuse Thank me. Thank you, Fred. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, if all three of them youngsters uh, know what they're getting into and like, that's the, that's the, the, how the playing field is and they're okay with it. I mean, maybe it's not dysfunctional. It's, it seems like a train wreck to me, but if they're good with it, you know. I, I'd, I'd say not only that, but I get the sense that the, what you and I would consider dysfunction or drama may actually be something that they enjoy as part as an element of that relationship. It's because it's not a standard one. It's a little bit weird. Mm, so you're saying that that what you and I may go would actually be a plus on in on yeah. the scoring scale, right? Mm. But I'm not here to judge. So you know, well, I am. Alan. One man's thruple is another man. No, I don't know. That's not a thing. Is another man's. Um, Johnny, it's I don't know how to end that. Yeah. <laughs> well, does that about cover that topic then? Yeah, Alan, I think that wraps up uh, that question pretty well. So I, I'm going to go ahead and choose one more. Okay. Um, let's see. Now, how about this one? 
uh, dear Mark and Alan, what are some of the most memorable moments? I guess this could be either good or bad uh, from the series uh, Parks and Rec regarding relationship. Wow. Okay. Well, there there are a few good ones to choose from for sure. Yeah. Agreed. So, uh, what do you think, man? What what <laughs> springs to mind for you? Well, uh, we've we briefly already touched on it, but I'll just bring it right back up um, <laughs> since we just and maybe it's because we just did this episode and it could also be because they it's burned in my brain and I'll never unsee it. But, you know, Ron and Tammy <laughs> in the diner. Oh. Um, right. I mean, just yeah. and then, you know, clearly getting in the car, gunning it, you know, across the street to uh, the uh, motel. Yeah, the motel Glen Capri. Glen Capri. There you go. Yep. Clearly, they've got a, a room on hold on standby there. So <laughs> there and just the whole, you know, uh, mythos of, of Tammy. You know, <laughs> the way he can sense her and knows that when she's in in his presence or near her his presence, you know, he feels the disturbance in the force. It, it's hard not to laugh at that. I think that's some some funny stuff. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, gosh, memorable moments. Um, I'm trying to think of any others. Um. I well, think, I mean, I think, you know, there, there's a couple that are going to happen here later in season two that I can think of. Yeah, like what? Well, you know, and again, I, I think I, I one of the, the recent when we did our spotlight episode on Mike Schur, you know, I, I went back and I watched a lot of the Paley Fest stuff, um, which, you know, is, is a, you know, kind of it's an event, basically every, an annual event every year where, you know, they invite TV shows that are part of the common culture and to talk about the show and Parks and Rec cast was on there three or four different years. And, you know, once Patton Oswald was the host and there were some other hosts as well. But uh, one of the years Patton did it, they talk about this season two relationship that Leslie's about to join into with Justin. Um, Oh which, yeah, you know, played by Justin Thoreau. Apparently, they didn't trust him to remember his character name, uh -huh. but um, <laughs> but he's an interesting dude. And you know, at first you think he's really cool, and a, a little bit of a spoiler here. I think later she realizes that he's not the one for her, and uh, you know, and she gets some really good advice. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. She gets some really good advice where where I think it's Ron that basically just says to her, you know, he, he's a tourist, you know, he's just oh, here yeah. to, you know, for the moment and uh, collect, he collects moments and moves on. He isn't into meaningful relationships. So I don't know why. I think maybe it's just the writing of that scene and that really strong reach out as a friend to let her know that, you know, she was better than how she was being treated. You know, we kind of wish someone had done that for Anne back in the day, which right. I guess at some point someone kind of did. I guess it would be Leslie, really. Right. Um, to me, that stood out, you know, it was just excellent writing and excellent storytelling. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we heard that in our, uh, in our Pawnee spotlight. <laughs> I think that I'll always remember the finale of season one. Oh, Rock where, Show. Where Rock Show, George Gernway, giggity. Um, no, <laughs> the, the, the memory I had was actually of, uh, of when Anne had it out with Andy. And like, oh, the, yeah. like you know, and, then, and Andy's like, you know, could I have had my cast off earlier? Yes, but big reveal like this is going to be his big defense i really like it when you bring me food <laughs> i kind of feel like that was like the 
the last proverbial straw that broke the Anne's back. Oh yeah. No. And I wanted to punch him in the gut for her at that Yo, point. I no. completely agree. Yeah. That was definitely memorable as well. I mean, I think, you know, the, the question here was really about memorable moments. I, I think we are, you know, it said regarding relationships again, I'm, I'm going to stretch the definition here a little bit. Um, Sister city stands out to me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's this kind of, you know, sister city being a type of relationship Pawnee has with, you know, the folks there in um, Baracua, Baracua, Venezuela, right? right? And, um, you know, right to to jail, right to jail. Um, You know, I mean, that that's kind of an abusive relationship. They come in and, you know, obviously they've got a super secret mission to shame and humiliate America. (laughs) I don't even know how super secret it is, because when he was asked about it, he was just like, well, yeah, you know, yeah, come, come, come say hi. <laughs> you know what? They might have even sent her a memo in advance. They're so open about it. She just didn't get it. That <laughs> that is entirely possible. But that was a great episode. Great guest star role, you know, for Fred Armisen. And uh, and just that, you know, I, I actually participated in kind of an athletic thing in junior high with Indi- here in Indianapolis with our sister city at the time, which was in Scarborough, Canada, and went and stayed there with a family and stuff. So every time I see that episode, I think back to that personal experience. But, you know, that that that's kind of a relationship. Did they have good uniforms? They did have good. They had sideways traffic lights. Oh and my it was gosh. weird. Yeah, I said it, Canada. Weird. Yeah, you can't trust them. Can- now be careful. We've got some Canadian viewers. Oh, I. Do you think our our, our broadcast signal goes all the way to Canada? <laughs> I, I I didn't know. I I just saw Constantine on the roof the other day putting up an antenna. Oh, see, I thought that was a tin can with a string. He's really smart. Okay. Yes, he, he got it at Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. It looks like I think we do. Do you think we have time for one more question before we wrap this up? Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, actually, that's a good idea. Let's do one more. All right, let's squeeze one in. All right, here we go. Um, no, not that one. I don't like that one. That one's garbage too. Constantine, work harder. Okay. Okay, here we go. I like this one. All right, which relationship on Parks and Rec has not happened yet that you would like to see? Ooh. It's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. I I think for me, I immediately, when I first started watching the series, you know, and I'm kind of a simple minded sort of a guy and I saw (laughs) Leslie and I liked her and I saw Ron and I liked him and like, neither of them seemed to be in relationships. And so my first thought was, Oh, well, Mm. like how, how would that go? And, and, you know, part of it, of course, I think was me trying to, see into the, the 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 future of the series which i'm not really very good at doing but i right. thought well what so what sort of dynamic are they going to set up for these two is it going to be like a from cheers a, a sam and diane thing where they're they're kind of opposites and they kind of fight but really there's this tension you know and i didn't know how they were going to play it now it seemed obvious by the end of season one that that's not that's not really the way that they were going with this but no, more um, mentor mentee and, and the more i think about it i think that if they had pursued anything it would have been about as dysfunctional as tammy and ron just because just because they're so different you know what i mean i do did you i I know it was either a deleted scene or no it wasn't deleted scene. it was probably a commentary or it could have been one of the paleo um, interviews but i i think it was in Mm -hmm. the commentary where mike sure actually talked about that that they had you know they had a firm idea that they wanted this kind of um you know 
dad and mom in charge of things, but it would be a non-romantic relationship, right? Dad was more stern, mom was more loving. And, and I think with this recent evolution, you know, I kind of called her, you know, Leslie Queen of the Parks Department an episode yes. or so ago. Right. At least in terms of the function she plays. I, I do think they've wound their way to that vision now. <laughs> they said, though, that as part of that thought process on every single year, they make a gag reel, right? It's all the gag right. stuff from the year. Every year, there is a, a gag of them making out. And he said that they cannot. <laughs> it has never made the gag reel. They've never released it to the public because he says, once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's not <laughs> right. can't do that to us. They don't. They, that should not happen. Wow. No. I'm kind of glad. No. I think that could have scarred me a little bit. I, I believe so as well. Even deeper than Ron and Tammy. Uh, let's see. What what else? What do you think? What other what other relationships were like have never happened, but you kind of went, eh. Well, I mean, I, again, I, a little spoilerish, but not any much more than we already have. Because, again, we're, we're at this point in season two where we're about to see this happen. So, you know, tune in and here in a week or two and you'll see it happening with us. But, you know this April and Andy thing. I think mm. it's kind of once it starts to take its course and you realize it's happening and it's a thing and it's not just a fluke, you kind of think to yourself, man, why didn't, why didn't I think of this? Or why didn't they do this sooner? This is what it should have been. And you kind of look back on the Andy and Ann days and you kind of just see that that was never meant to be um, because they're such a good fit for April and Andy. Yeah, you know what? I, I completely agree with that. Um, I, I think that for a couple of reasons, they make such a great or we we at this point, we think they'll make such a great couple. And we, we know that they will. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's for two reasons. Number one is I think Andy. Uh, to his credit, I think Andy's matured a little and he's calmed down a little. So he's yeah. not quite as, uh, as not quite as self-centered. He's still kind of oblivious and he can be an idiot sometimes but i don't think he's quite so self-centered as he as he uh, once was um, i think he's still a man child but maybe mm -hmm. just less selfish right he starts to yeah. be a better friend and a better boyfriend and all those things you know and it, it goes beyond his romantic relationships right and just who will bring him food <laughs> right which you know basic needs met so he, now he can expand his universe but you know what else? I, I think I think that the other thing that uh, makes me want April and Andy to get together is um, I think some of the things that Andy did is like his his personality or his quirks or you know, like what Andy found funny. I think when he was with Anne, this is just my opinion, but I think she kind of just put up with it because meh, he eh, it's it's harmless, you know, whatever. Right. Whereas I think April actually it thinks it's either endearing or hilarious or both. Like, I think she actually enjoys uh, Andy's personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they're such a good fit. They're both they're He's goofy. She's quirky. They just, they balance each other out. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like two improv people where it's like, you know, Andy will say something that's completely stupid. And, and, you know, you <laughs> and I and the viewers at home are like, that is so stupid. That would never happen. And April's like, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pretty sure there's a trip to the Grand Canyon in our future. Just saying. Well, and if I, I, I forget what episode this, this happens in, but I don't think, I think this happens in season two. Um, we've already met Burt Macklin. 
right? True. We've met him one time at this point. <laughs> and I, I, Pekaitis. I be- oh, the Pekaitis episode. Um, Pekaitis. Also another memorable moment we forgot to mention. Oh. Such a great episode. Yeah. Yeah, that really, really was. I agree. Um, but uh, I think April comes up with an alter ego as well that tends to emerge and pair with Burt Macklin from time to time. Um, she does. And I, am I going forward too much? I, maybe I am. I thought that happened in, in season two. If it does, I believe it happens in the very last episode of the season, which is Freddy Spaghetti. Mm. And we, I know we get to the snake hole lounge, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm positive of that. I just don't know if we meet Janet Snake Hole, which is the character you're referring to. Mm. Interesting. We'll have to keep an eye out. That's right. Janet Snake Hole. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. That's funny. I, I know that because, again, I told you one of the two hosts of this show, there's a picture of one of them dressed as Burt Macklin, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that person's spouse might have been dressed as Janet Snakehole. I don't know who it was. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Whichever one of us it may have been, I'm sure that that was stellar. It was stellar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think for me, this question brings to mind a fact that it's, I, I think the April Andy one is obvious to me. And I don't know if it was at, at the beginning, but it's hard to discern that now. But I would say what I can tell you is that I wanted everyone, especially Leslie at one point, and especially Ron a little bit later, and Tom and Donna and really everybody outside of Jerry who already had it made, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of find their soulmate. But I didn't necessarily see them elsewhere here in the show yet i mean that changes here in a minute or two um for one or one or so of these characters but you know at the very beginning i would say i just you know i didn't see the potential and where we wind up by solidly in season three is is pretty fun and i'm, I'm looking forward to re-watching those episodes that um at this point sitting here you know halfway through season two the, the the choices just aren't there you know i think you got to basically bring people in from the outside outside hires <laughs> yeah i i think i would agree with that otherwise you do wind up with weird pairings you know like ron and leslie which we've already said we don't want to see yeah we've uh, we've we, the the judges have considered that and, and rejected it yeah <laughs> uh, agreed how about you, Mark? Anything else that stands out as far as something you'd like to see happen here? Um, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it and I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they've kind of explored, like you said, they've kind of explored all the permutations uh, that we even want to see at all. Um, well, I mean, right now we're sitting here with a Mark and relationship, right? Right. That has replaced the Anne Andy relationship. Right. And it still doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think it's progressed to their credit I, from, you know, I'm not a fan of this to meh, but, but I, I'm yeah. not like a fan of it still. It's just like, I'm kind of ambivalent. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see what would have happened had it gone on longer past season two, I suppose. But again, I think like a lot of things, 
there are some storylines that are going to get tied up here at the end of season two. And that that's one of them. Right. Right. No, I, I can't think of anybody else or any other relationships that I kind of, you know, wish had blossomed or whatever that, that, that didn't. Um, do we ever see, this is going to sound like a weird one because this is not a romantic relationship for sure, but I think it qualifies as a relationship of sorts. You remember, um, the the very first lady that they brought in in season two of episode one to be Leslie's uh, uh, nemesis, uh, the the lady that they approach in canvassing to say, well, you know, you don't love your kids. If, oh if, yeah yeah yeah, I don't uh, remember the character name at the moment, but yeah, she's she's one of the uh, she's a resident of the town there. Yeah, yeah. It, so this is probably apropos of nothing. I apologize to our viewers. Does she come back? Yeah. Or have we kind of, she yeah. does? I could not remember. No, there's, I think it doesn't happen for a while though. I think it's as Leslie kind of starts to expand her rises into the political arena later. I think that some of those town hall, town people engagement sequences, I, I'm pretty sure she pops back up in, in the context of those. You you may be right. I, I think that, um, you know, some of the nemesis. Yes, the, the, the gaggle That's of nemes nemesis is, is, um, is, is, that, is that they uh, created for Leslie. I think clearly <laughs> some are more uh, memorable, Pachitis. and I think that there are some others that maybe they had good intentions, but they kind of meh. You know, I mean, it's I I would say uh, you know you got the the library and Pachitis at the top, maybe followed by Sewage Joe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the sewage department which you know man that's funny enough and then i think she kind of dropped off the dropped off the map a little bit yeah she, she she definitely isn't around a lot so um you know we did talk about doing kind of a you know friends and enemies thing at some point as far as one of our special episodes maybe mm. we'll still do that and kind of dive into that a little deeper as well as we see maybe some of those characters come back and and visit again all right. Well, I think that that's all I had for that then. Do you have any other thoughts about the relationships or anything? No, no, I think that's about it for me. I, I think, you know, again, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of what happens next with a lot of these things. Some of them are going to just really get kind of introduced here at the end of season two, but they're not going to really take flight till season three. And um, season two is coming along really well. I mean, we've had some really well reviewed episodes. We really enjoyed a few of these episodes. And um, I know that they're equally strong and even better episodes yet to come in season three when they wow. really hit their stride kind of amazing yeah, yeah you know what I, I completely agree with that sentiment i think that there have probably been I, in my opinion we've had four or five episodes now in season two that i would call instant classics like they're they're that good and and they just boom 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 they just keep coming and they're all of a really high caliber you know yeah so absolutely pachitis ron and tammy um hunting trip which is up next another fabulous episode I mean, camel just the, the camel while while not widely loved and you know not all that well reviewed not, certainly not as high as a ron and tammy if you listen to our breakdown of that episode it's you know i challenge you to argue with us on the points we made it's a really really strong episode yeah, it, it, as a matter of fact, it took my uh, my high score. It did. Um, so, 
I don't know. Yeah, there, but yeah, a bunch of great episodes. I think they're they're so on the right path here, and an episode and episode and season three uh, threatens to be even better. And I think that you know we've said this about some of the mailbag episodes in the past, Alan. If we uh, embraced some of these questions later on, once we've got season three, season four, season five under our belts, yeah, I'm sure that our, our answers would be a little different, you know, cause we have more content to choose from. And, and as we said in the beginning, we don't want to be too spoilery. Absolutely. It would totally change our answers and, um, which is good. Cause I, I like that we're checking in kind of here on the progress that way, if you're listening along with us, we're kind of keeping it basically to about where we're at and the, the episode series or in the in the progression of the episodes and um you know again looking forward to having more episodes under our belt so we can talk more about some of these moments that are going to be in front of us absolutely well said all right well mark next week we're going to resume our normal pattern and we're going to walk through another full parks and rec episode which i think is going to be episode 10 from season two hunting trip oh, oh the hunting trip oh i love that one i can't wait yeah, that's a good one. Everybody make sure and wear your orange and come back and join us <laughs> when we break down that episode. And until then, thanks for joining us for this special Galentine's Day edition of Mailbag. All right. Bye, everyone. All right. See you, everybody. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompani.com for more details or to contact us.